Hello, it's Cara here from The Sleep Method. I hope you are having a great day. In this episode, I really want to talk about sleep anxiety. Um, it's a bit of a personal story and I, it's not one I've shared too much. Um, but this, out of everything, um, aside from not wanting parents to feel so judged and um, criticised for working on sleep, I I um, really wanted to start The Sleep Method because of how anxious I felt around sleep. And it really probably starts back at um, the birth of my my first child, my son, uh, Jack, who you've he- heard about a lot. He's um, he's the sweetest little kid, but oh my God, his arrival into the world was um, dramatic. And uh, it resulted in me uh, pushing for a, a really long time, his heartbeat going up, getting rushed down for a C-section. He was basically stuck in my pelvis. So um, they went in to do the C-section and he was still stuck in my pelvis. And I just remember, I was so drugged up by this point. It's seven in the morning. I've been going all night <laughs> trying to have this baby. Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, I was, uh, what was I, 26, um, petrified. And um, yeah, they couldn't get him out even in the C-section. And I remember they, they were leaning on me so hard. I've still to this day got a, a, a lump on my collarbone where uh, where they had to lean on me to get him out and they couldn't get him out anyway they ended up cutting my bladder in the operation and there was no one to stitch me up for like 45 minutes they had to bring someone in and it was really scary the fun environment of you're gonna have a baby now it's finally over went and uh, there was a lot of people in the room and he came out he wasn't breathing he was so so pale he was borderline blue and um you know, to this day, I will still feel emotional thinking about that moment because I'd waited so long to see him. And um, he A, didn't look how I thought he would look. And and I think that's quite common. Like we, we kind of, I imagined him to look how he does now. I don't know why. I imagined him to look like he does now at five years old or nearly six years old. And, um, and he didn't. He was like, he just looked so different. He was so pale, bless him. And I couldn't really hold him. I was so shaky. And we just got off to a really rough start, I felt. Um, you know, I lost a lot of blood. I wasn't given a transfusion. There was just various things that kind of just went went wrong. And the doctor who um, performed the surgery, he was really shook up by the whole thing. It was just one of the, you know, I was then bladder, bladder woman. And I had to have a, um, a catheter in for like two weeks, two and a half weeks while my bladder healed. And that was really tricky because I'd had a C-section and within that I'd also had a five centimetre slice of my bladder, which had been stitched up. So it was kind of like two operations in one. Everything had been moved around. So as you can imagine, it was really painful. Um, And looking after a little human was really tough. Um, I really struggled to breastfeed. Um, I found it really difficult. He was very small, which I think probably didn't help. And I just, at the time, felt like there was just too much going on. I was recovering from two operations. Um, it, I was really traumatized by the whole thing. It hadn't gone. I mean, I didn't really have a sleep um, a sleep plan. I didn't really have a birthing plan. My, my plan was I'd like to be alive and I'd like the baby to be alive. And I feel like with Jack anyway, we got really close to that. Just, you know, just getting what I asked for in my birth plan, which is really frightening when you think back. Um, and yeah, it was a really hard journey and I definitely felt a lot of pressure to breastfeed because everyone told me I should and actually I didn't really want to. I felt like it was stressing me out too much on top of everything else. So for, for me personally, I did about six weeks and I, I couldn't do any more and I think it was 
it was a doctor who just said, um, you don't have to do it. And I think someone just telling me I didn't have to do it, like this weight lifted. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I, I can't. I just don't want to. I'm really struggling. I just couldn't do that, heal and look after Jack. And I didn't change a nappy for a month. So my husband was off with me for a month and he kind of did everything. I was just doing the feeding and, and laying there a bit. Um, and yeah, it, it, when I, when I started getting better, it just, that was, I felt like the birth was a disaster. I felt like feeding was a disaster. So what was next on my list? Sleep. I was like, right, I have to get sleep right. I have to do this. I have to perfect it. We're going to nail sleep. And oh my God, by doing that to myself, I just set myself up for this huge fall. And I put so much pressure on myself to get Jack sleeping. I bought every book you could think of and I was trying to follow them. You know, friends had really like real success with Gina Ford. If you don't know Gina Ford, she's like super strict, very routine based. I really struggled with that. I kind of fell in the middle where I wanted a bit of flexibility, but I liked a bit of routine. And I just, oh my God, it was a nightmare. And I, Jack would only sleep in the sling. And then at night I would try and work on sleep. I'd be doing all these different methods I've read in books and um, I didn't want to leave him to cry. And so I was kind of like in the room, picking him up, putting him down. And I remember Jamie, my husband, getting back from work at 10 in the evening. He was like, where are you? I was like, I'm in Jack's room. I've been here since seven. And I just, you know, I was crying. I was like, I can't get him to sleep. And it was really stressing me out. And that was my life for months because I was so focused on that. And I, I missed I missed the first six months of his life in lots of ways because I was so focused on, right, we're going to play and then it's sleep time because I wrote, I was reading books that would tell me it was sleep time. I didn't know about wake windows. I didn't know about his sleep cues. I only knew that maybe if he yawned, he'd be tired. I didn't realize there were like eight or nine others. Um, and you might not either. And if you if you don't, um, you can come to me and I will tell you those sleep cues um, and make sure you know them because they're really subtle. There was so much I didn't know. I was just trying my best, but I felt like I was failing miserably. And I got so anxious around sleep. I would dread every nap time because it was just a battle every single every single time. He had silent reflux as well, um, which is really hard to diagnose. So, you know, I would kind of just hope for the best. And he did eventually grow out of it. But I would dread every single nap time. I would dread bedtime and then I'd go to bed and I'd have fear and oh god and it was only at around seven months when things just started clicking into place I found an approach that kind of worked for us and he started sleeping and oh my god now he's six I mean he is like the best sleeper ever after the first seven months of him being what I found was a nightmare sleeper it wasn't really his fault it was me putting pressure on him he was probably a really good sleeper I just didn't understand his personality I didn't understand his temperament I didn't understand his wake windows his sleep cues I didn't understand anything about the science of sleep there's just none of that information out there and um it really I think when he got to like one I, I started kind of relaxing a little bit about it and I and I it was only when I had my daughter Ava who really kind of got the sleep thing a lot quicker um although she again has a very different personality and you know she might even now wake up you know in the night and she'll need something different from me to jack because you know they're all different um with her i really relaxed i was like oh it'll be fine you know I, I'll, I'll just wing it and um i think i was a little bit more present maybe because i 
wasn't so focused on what the book said and I didn't have time to be with two but I know that anxious feeling around sleep it kind of never leaves you even now my kids sleep I'm like oh but will they wake up maybe it doesn't ever leave you I don't know and I think we're anxious for different reasons it wasn't until I started my sleep coaching journey when Ava was about three months old um, that I realized I put way too much pressure on myself there was a lot I didn't understand and it was then I realized I missed a lot of Jack's first few months because I was so stressed about trying to get him to sleep and it was that that really drove me to want to make the sleep method a place where you can come and hopefully avoid this stress of missing out on those first few months um, because I didn't know what to expect I didn't know how to manage everything it was just chaos and I didn't know that actually for the first four months they are only going to want to sleep on you and that's actually really normal and um you know, so many books actually that I was reading were like, yeah, get them into a routine at four weeks old. I was like, what? Like now I think back, I think, oh my God, that's insane. But it's all I knew. It's all I knew. And I think if you're in that position and maybe you feel a bit like me, looking at it and looking back at it, it's all you know. You're just trying to do the best you can do with the information you have in front of you. And I do think for all that content overload, when you can find the right content that aligns with you and that you go, yeah, I kind of get what this person's saying. They're the ones that you want to hang on to and listen to because then you're listening to someone who aligns with you. So when we listen to people who don't align with us, that's really stressful. And that's something I spoke about in the last episode. But I think um, sleep anxiety is a real, real thing. And I definitely can see it in a lot of my clients. Um, And mine came from the birth, you know, it came from this need for perfection and everything felt very much out of control in the birth and with feeding and so maybe this was something I could control and I think your reason for maybe having your own anxiety it may come from your birth it might come from friends family it might come from your home situation it might just come from your own personality and temperament maybe you've always been quite an anxious person um and you know if there is anything you're worried about at all whether you you know you just feel low or lonely please please reach out and talk to somebody um you know postnatal depression and the signs of sleep deprivation are really really similar so you could have postnatal depression or you could have be chronically sleep deprived i'm not saying you're either i just if there's anything you're worried about reach out to somebody and talk to them about it, whether it be a professional or someone close to you, because I didn't for a really long time. And to go through the realization of sort of why I was so anxious around sleep um, and being super aware of it really helped me. And it was a huge light bulb moment to realize that I wasn't broken. I was just someone who was really struggling with um possibly a bit of PTSD or just struggling with the trauma of my birth and um and and feeding and I think we're we're only human like we can't be perfect and I wish I'd had the capacity to realize that earlier on and um to not put so much focus on sleep and I know I'm a sleep coach but it's balance right you know it's always balance when clients come to me and they want to work on cot naps I'm always asking which nap are we going to keep in the buggy so you can go out and get a coffee. <laughs> you don't want to be tied to the cot if you don't, you know, if you don't want to be. Um, it's all about balance and flexibility. I, I think, I think if you can strike a balance between 
doing something that's right for your little one and doing something that's right for you, um, you're going to help your whole family feel happier. And um, I think that's really important. I was so focused on sleep. I didn't talk about anything else. And now I'm a sleep coach. I still don't talk about anything else, but in a different way, in a very different way. Um, and yeah, this is the most I've shared about my um, my birth story and my anxiety around sleep um, so publicly before. I really hope that it is something that either, not maybe, I don't even hope that you relate to it, but if you do, I, I hope you know that you're not alone and um, and that I have been there too. And if you ever want to talk, my door's always open. But also, please reach out to someone else if you do have someone that you can talk to about any of this episode. And I am going to leave it there. And I hope you have a lovely day. And I hope to see you in the next episode.